0: Hello and welcome to The Quiz Kids from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Listen to it, Fizz. (laughs) Alka-Seltzer for headache. Alka-Seltzer for acid indigestion. Alka-Seltzer for cold distress. Alka-Seltzer presents The Quiz Kids. (laughs) Ready, class? Here's question number one for today.
2: In all probability, you will run into names similar to the following in a publication at the first of the year. What would the publication be? The names are
1: The Sun, The Moon, Chiusco, Woden, Thor, Frigga, and Cedar. Well, what do you say, folks? Can you name the publication right off? Well, let's find out if you and the youngsters here in our classroom come up with the same answer. And here they are, the quiz kids and the chief quizzer himself... Joe Kelly.
2: Murphy, and hello, everyone. Well, here we are with another Quiz Kids competitive question session, and since this is the day after Christmas, folks, it may be a little difficult to get your mind off the fine presents Santa left under the tree, but we're going to ask you to go right along with the Quiz Kids and see how many of our questions you can answer, too. So let's get busy on them right away. Here we go with the roll call, children. Lonnie?
0: I'm Lonnie Lundy. I'm 13 years old and in the eighth grade at Lincoln School in Park Ridge, Illinois.
2: Joel?
3: I'm Joel Kupperman. I'm 12 years old, 8th grade in the Volta School in Chicago. Patrick?
4: I'm Patrick Owen Conlon. I'm 11 years old and 7B at the Fort Dearborn School in Chicago.
2: Ruthie?
5: I'm Ruthie Duskin. I'm 14 years old and 3B at South Shore. Melvin? I'm Melvin Miles. I'm 5 years old. I go to
2: kindergarten,
6: North Park School.
2: That's fine, You know, speaking of Christmas presents, Lonnie tells me that he's mighty happy with a, a speedometer for his bike, and I'll just bet it's a dandy, too. And Santa Claus left Joel a watch, his very first one. That's wonderful, isn't it? And Patrick says his prize present is a lot of additions to his lead soldier collection. And Ruthie's all excited about a dollhouse that her sister Bunny received. (laughs) And, oh, say, by the way, Melvin, I I didn't get to ask you about your favorite present. Uh, Did Santa Claus treat you pretty nice? Oh, yes.
6: He brought me a tool chest, and my daddy was just like Santa Claus. I've been always wanting was an uh, electric train. And, uh, I come down Christmas morning and let see a big uh, track. It was all fixed up already.
2: And I said it was Santa Claus that brought me that, and it was my dad. Oh, your <laughs> daddy? Well, what do you know about that? <laughs> well, as I said a few minutes ago, let's try to forget Christmas presents now, That is, uh, if that's possible, and see what we can do with that first question from Joan C. Earl of Houston, Texas. She says, in all probability, you will run into names similar to the following in a publication at the first of the year. What do these names suggest, and what would the publication be? The names are The Sun, The Moon, Tiesco, Woden, Thor, Frigga, and Cedar. Now, we have four hands up, and uh, Pat's hand was first. All right, Pat.
4: Well, uh, the publication would be the 1949 calendar. That's right. Because... uh, They are the names of the days of the week, such as the sun is Sunday, the The... moon Monday, Tuisco Tuesday, Woden Wednesday, Thor Thursday, Frigga Friday, and Seder Sunday. That's right.
2: Absolutely right. right. That's right. Well, that, that was nice going, and we're giving Joan C. Earle of Houston, Texas, a fine Zenith Transoceanic Shortwave Radio for sending in that question. One of these outstanding portable radios is always Alka Seltzer's reward when the quiz kids answer your question correctly. If they miss Alka Seltzer's reward, is the magnificent Zenith radio phonograph combination with the new Cobra tone arm and two FM bands. Either Zenith radio is a set you'll be proud to own. So get your questions in, friends. Send them to quizkids.com. Chicago. Now, since this season is associated with fireplaces and the home hearth, John Wilson of New York wants to know how many stories or poems you can remember in which a fireplace is mentioned. Patrick.
4: Well, the story is that there's the Cricket on the Hearth mm-hmm. by Charles Dickens. Yes, and. Uh, uh it's also an opera.
2: Uh huh.
4: By
5: the way.
2: And, uh, uh, Ruthie.
5: Well, in uh, Cinderella, she always uh, sat in the chimney corner, yeah. and then um, in uh, the poem, the night before Christmas, of course, the chimney played a very important part. Oh,
2: definitely, definitely. And Melvin?
5: Well, uh, the Three Little Pigs, I know, 'cause uh, the children, the
6: pig, the, the pig tried to kick the wolf, wolf, so he put some boiling water in, and he let the wolf fall into the. Um, Boiling water. That's the right, gym. yes.
2: Uh-huh, <laughs> yeah, that happened. And uh, now, uh, since we'll soon be ringing out the old and ringing in the new, uh, let's see how many stories or poems you can think of which uh, mention a bell. Uh, Ruthie?
5: Well, Dick Whittington, um, He when he ran away, he, uh, he heard the bells of the town uh, singing Dick Whittington, uh, future mayor of London Town, something on the other, mm-hmm. and that changed his whole life.
2: All right, fine. And Joel?
5: Well, uh, I believe there's a poem, The Algae in a Country Churchyard,"
3: where there's a bell.
2: Well, uh, possibly you're right on that uh, score. Joel and Lonnie?
0: Well, there's uh, several poems, like Paul Revere's Ride, the, uh, I forget who it was, but he went up into the bell tower and uh, hung out a lantern to warrant, tell Paul Revere how the British were coming, and also there's a... Many songs, of course, they're poems, really, when you get right down to it. Like oh, sure. Bell Bottom Trousers, mm-hmm. and the Serenade yeah. of the Bells, and some of those. And uh-huh. uh, also there's a book, The Bells of
4: Lied and Sing.
2: Well, now, those are all very good, and Patrick.
4: Well, there's the story, The Miracle of the Bells, and then yes. there's the poem, The Bells, by Edgar and Poe. Yes, uh-huh. And then in uh, Longfellow's The Children Hour, it says, I'll keep you in the bell tower of my heart. Yeah. And there are a lot of bells there.
6: Fine. And
2: Melvin? Well... <laughs>
4: uh, I can't exactly think of a really
6: star, but I could could think of a, a sort of a song. A song, it would be Jingle Bell.
2: Well, now, say, now, there, oh, and a very important one, too, at this time of the year. Well, uh, that, that's fine, uh, kids. Those were all very, very good answers. Now, this music question is from Mrs. E. Allen Brelsford of uh, Dayton, Ohio. Each of the songs which Howard Peterson will play should suggest a current story in the news. Now, here's the first one. Lonnie?
0: That's, a uh, well, I know it's used as a radio jingle. Uh, I forget the uh, real name of it.
2: Oh, you must uh, have the real name Peter, of it, Peter, Peter
0: Pumpkin Eater. That's I what it is. As uh, you want a current story that, uh, uh, mentions something like that? In the
2: news. Well, All how right.
0: current do you want it?
2: Well, just make it easy on yourself, Lonnie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, pumpkins remind you of
4: Halloween. That isn't... Too recent,
0: but... No.
2: Uh, 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 pumpkins, oh, you've got the key word there, uh, Patrick.
4: Well, uh, that would be the microfilm that was pal- found the pumpkins by the House Un-American Activities Committee. That's
2: right. By, uh, that's very, very good. huh? uh And now then, let's see uh, about this next one. Patrick? Well,
4: that someday my prince will come, and that naturally would be the prince that was born to... Princess Elizabeth of England.
2: That's named, right. Uh, Charles. That's right, Prince, Prince Charles. Uh-huh. And uh, here's the... Uh, uh, here's another one here. All right, Howard. Lonnie?
0: That's on a slow boat to China. That would probably be the uh, aid that... Uh, or the civil war in China. Yes, Or uh-huh. the aid that's being planned by the United States. That's right. Melvin, what were you going to say, sir? Well,
6: um, I was, uh, I couldn't, uh, say exactly. I didn't understand the question, but I could say the, uh...
2: Name of that song, I'd Like to Get You to a Slow Boat to China. Yes, that's right. Yeah, well, I'm glad that you, uh, you made sure about that because we, we don't want to leave anything up in the air, do we? Now, uh, <clears throat> this question is from Mrs. Ruth Long of Maslin, Ohio. It'll be a long, long time before any of you boys can think of growing beards, but let's see if you can identify these mentioned in the following quotations. You must get two out of three on this one. The beard on his chin was as white as... As the snow, Lonnie?
0: That's in a visit from St. Nicholas by... So? and uh, So the creature, of course, would be the one and only Santa Claus. Oh, the
2: one and only. Yes, sir. Now, this next one here. Uh, when, to his astonishment, he found his beard had grown a foot long. Ruthie?
5: Would that be Rip Van Winkle?
2: Rip Van Winkle is correct, uh-huh. And see what you can do with this third part now. Ah, Pyramus, what beard were I best to play it in? I will discharge it in either your straw-colored beard, your orange-tawny beard, your purple and grain beard, or your French crown-colored beard, your perfect yellow. Ruthie?
5: Well, um, I imagine that would be from the Midsummer Night's Dream that's in right. which uh, the play was put on of Pyramus and Thisbe.
1: Right, I said think that? Um,
5: the uh, leader of the troupe, or, uh, oh, or would it be Bottom?
2: It would be Bottom, that's right, absolutely right. Uh-huh. Mr. Richard J. Currier of Syracuse, New York, wonders how many of you kids have been giving some thought to the New Year's resolutions you'll be making this week. And if you haven't, you'd better do so right now. For in just about a minute, I'm going to ask you for them. And during that minute, Bob Murphy wants to talk to you folks who have never tried Alka-Seltzer for
1: the relief
2: of headaches.
1: You bet I do, Joe. And friends, the next time you have a headache or someone in your family has one, just drop one or two Alka-Seltzer tablets into a glass of water. Watch it bubble up and dissolve, and then drink it. You'll be amazed and delighted at how quickly this glass of sparkling Alka-Seltzer brings relief from the pain and distress of your headache. It's not like taking pills at all. It's so pleasant to take, so gentle and soothing, yet so fast in relieving the pain that you'll be delighted because your headache will be relieved almost before you know it. Now, if you're one of the few people who have never taken Alka-Seltzer for headache pain... The next time you have a headache, all we ask you to do is try it. Alka-Seltzer will do the rest. If Alka-Seltzer does not please you, your money will be refunded. So ask your druggist for Alka-Seltzer and try it for amazingly fast relief of headaches or acid indigestion or the distress of colds. We know that if you will try it, you'll never be without it in your home because there is nothing quite like Alka-Seltzer.
2: Now let's see what New Year's resolutions you children are considering for 1949. Uh, we'll start off with Patrick.
4: Well, I have resolved to uh, be a better person all around, help my family more, and uh, keep the friends I have and make some new ones. And also, uh, if I have any complaints about the government, I'll write to my congressman. Oh, you <laughs> will.
7: <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. And... Uh, <laughs>
2: Rosie?
5: Well, I also want to be a better person and correct my faults and everything. And um, I want to make a special effort to get up five minutes earlier each morning, as my mother tells me, so I can make my bed. And also so I won't have to dash to school with my coat half on and half off. <laughs> and also, finally, I want to make a very, very special effort that next year I'm going to start very early saving up money for Christmas presents.
2: Well, good for you. And uh, Lommy.
5: Well, I'm, I'm going to try to be a little more helpful and courteous,
0: and uh, I want to keep my room a little neater than it is. And oh. uh, my main resolution is uh, resolved. That I promise in 1949 to keep
3: my other resolutions for once.
2: Oh, fine. <laughs> well, well, that's a dandy. Yeah. And, Joel?
3: Well, uh, I think I'll resolve not to wear out the knees of my pants so much for my mother's sake. Oh. And, uh... I'm, you know, I'm uh, not always very prompt. You know, I uh, generally have the habitual reply, wait a minute.
2: Oh, I So see.
3: I think I'll, this year I'll correct that fault.
2: Oh, fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, Melvin? Well, <clears throat> I uh, realize that I'm, you know, only five years old and I can't help it. Yes. And I do get that- <laughs> <laughs> Of course, he can't. No, he
6: really can't. All right, Melvin, go ahead. Well, I mean, I'll help a little more, more or less more, you know, because I can't too much now. I go to school and everything. But I think it's going to be more of an effort for me to do it, and I'll be going to first grade because I'll be going all day.
2: Oh, I see. Well, haven't you got uh, one resolution uh, that's sort of uppermost in your mind that you...
6: If I do feel like it, well, even if I...
2: The, you know, don't feel like doing it. I'll do it. I'll stay home and help my mother do everything. And oh, fine. Well, <laughs> now, that's, a, that's a, a very, very helpful. Uh-huh. Now, uh, you, you kids will have to know something about radio newscasters to answer this question from Mrs. Bessie Caldwell of Denver, Colorado. I'll give you the words that are similar in meaning to the names of well-known news announcers, and you are to identify these radio personalities. First, an angel on a stove. Ruthie.
5: Well, that would be Gabriel Heater.
2: Gabriel Heater, that's right, Ruthie. Good for you. And this next one is a sports announcer. Now, listen. An assessment that looks serious. Ruthie again. Bill Stern. Bill Stern. Well, what do you know about that? Now, watch out for this third one. An English policeman with a fish. Lonnie.
0: Well, an English policeman is a bobby, so a, it'd uh, be bobby something and probably the name of a fish or something.
2: Well, yes, probably. And what, uh, does that give you well, any idea? Well,
0: anyone whose uh, name, first name is uh, Bobby, that'd well, be Robert.
2: Or... All right, now, uh, John. Jordan... Oh, I, uh, Robert Trout. Bob Trout, right, yes. The next question uh, in our Alka Seltzer question box comes from uh, Phyllis Colber of Chicago, Illinois, kids. Let's see how much of a house you can build using geographical terms and places for the part. For example, you might use the Golden Gate from San Francisco. Now, that's uh, sort of uh, just a rough idea. Uh, Lonnie?
0: Well, in uh, New York there, are the Finger Lakes, well, some of these modern designs, you know, these modern homes have uh, things arranged in strange shapes or something. You could have lamps in the shape of a hand. Uh, I've seen some of them yes. like that to decorate your home. And also, you could use like a, in almost any islands, you could have, a, I've seen some of these tables or something with a little uh, decoration in the center and the... Uh, that could almost be
4: comparable to an island.
2: Well, yes, that's true. And, uh, Patrick?
4: Well, you might use the Arch of Triumph for a door.
2: A door, now. Yeah, and
4: uh, or the Eiffel Tower for the uh, top.
2: For the top, yes. You might yes.
4: convert it into a chimney, although that's not very possible. And then, if you were in danger of attack, you could use the Great Wall of China.
2: Yes, <laughs> you could, yes. Yeah, huh? And, uh, Joe?
3: Well, if you wanted a paint job, you could use the White House. Or <laughs> if you uh, wanted a swimming hole pull in the middle of the house like some
2: homes in
5: California do. You could have, take the Great Lakes.
2: The Great Lakes, yes, yeah, sure. And uh, Ruthie?
5: Well, you could use the um, uh, crab tree corners for the corners of your houses. That's not really a geographic place, but it's in the comic strips. And then you could, for for the uh, walls of your house, you could use Wall Street.
2: Wall Street, yes, yeah, for the wall. That's wonderful. And Lonnie?
0: Well, uh, the Straits of Magellan, you want, wouldn't want to have your uh, house exactly... Uh crooked or anything, and the straights, you could have, like, the halls.
2: Yes, uh, straight halls, yeah, that's all right. And Patrick?
4: Well, uh, if you were an arguer and you wanted to go and argue with somebody somewhere, uh, you could go to a place where there's always arguments, the uh, the Senate, the United States Senate. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, all right. And, uh, Joe.
3: Well, if you wanted a piggy bank, you could take the Treasury from Washington.
2: Yes, you could. And, Ruthie?
5: Well, there's a place in Russia, the uh, Steps. Uh, a section of Russia, the steps, and that would be your staircase.
2: That's right. Uh, well, I I think that was uh, that's very good, kids. We've uh, practically got the whole house built with a fence around it and everything, haven't we? Now, I want you to try and get two out of three parts of this Bible question from Mrs. Paul Howell of Charlotte, North Carolina. If the following biblical characters were school teachers, what subjects might they teach? First, Deborah. What?
4: Patrick? Well,
3: Deborah was a judge. So? So she'd teach law. Oh,
2: right, uh huh. And how about Boaz? Joe?
3: Well, uh, wasn't Boaz, uh, Deborah's general? So, uh, he'd, uh. No, he'd, uh... no Joe. Uh Oh, wait a second. Yes. Boaz was the. No, he wasn't the one with the donkey either.
2: Wow. Well.
3: <laughs> oh, oh, Bo- Boaz was Ruth's husband.
2: Well, so. So, uh, uh,
3: I guess he'd teach how to be a good husband.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very good, Ruthie.
5: Well, he was also a farmer, so, and that would, uh, he would teach farming.
2: That's right, and agriculture, agriculture. uh huh. And how about Samson? All right, Lonnie?
0: Well, he'd probably teach a uh, physical education or something because he was a strong man.
2: Yes, that's right, uh huh. And, you know, speaking of teachers, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank all you pupils all over the country, for the many, many wonderful letters you sent into the Quiz Kids Best Teacher contest. It is really touching to read these letters and realize how much a good teacher can mean to a child and to realize how many good teachers there are in this country. Our judges are facing a long, difficult test, and it will be quite a while before they finish their work, but we'll announce the winners as soon as we possibly can. Now, a few questions back, we were talking about the brand new year we're going to welcome this week, and uh, here's Bob Murphy with uh, some timely advice.
1: Yes, it is timely, Joe, and friends, here it is. Check your Alka-Seltzer supply. Yes, before the folks gather at your house next Friday evening to watch the old year out, be sure you have plenty of Alka-Seltzer on hand. Late refreshments, irregular hours, smoking too much... All these things can add up to unpleasant headache or acid indigestion, and that's certainly no way to begin a brand new year. But as you know, if you've ever tried Alka-Seltzer, you don't have to suffer along with these annoying ailments. A glass of sparkling Alka-Seltzer contains sodium acetylsalicylate, one of the world's most effective pain relievers to give you amazingly fast relief from a headache. And Alka-Seltzer's alkalizing agents can give you equally amazing, fast, effective relief from the discomfort of acid indigestion. So remember, friends, to feel better fast. Whenever you suffer from the distress of a headache or acid indigestion, take Alka-Seltzer. And why not check your supply now? Don't forget, if those tablets are down to four, it's time to buy some more Alka-Seltzer. Now,
2: kids, without uh, paper and pencil, of course... Try this question from Florence E. Wright of Lexington, Illinois. What would be the result if you multiplied ninety-nine by ninety-nine, added ninety-nine and divided by ninety nine, then subtracted ninety-nine and added ninety nine. Ruthie? I think
5: it'd be one.
2: Well, no, Joel. It'll be a hundred. One hundred is absolutely right. James Adams Clark of Waterloo, Wisconsin Supposes a lot of people May be having a fancy New Year's dinner this week But he wants to know what people in stories Ate these delicate morsels Who ate a generous serving of oysters That had their shoes on Patrick?
4: Well, that was The Walrus and the Carpenter. In what? In the Alice in Wonderland by Lewis
5: Carroll.
2: Well, uh, Ruthie?
5: Oh, that was not Through the Looking Glass Th- That's by Lewis right, Carroll. Through the Looking yeah.
2: Glass. Uh-huh. What monster insisted upon having seven beautiful maidens and seven handsome youths? Joel?
3: Well, uh, I forget his exact name. It was the one uh, that uh, Theseus killed. It was the Minotaur in uh, that's right. uh, Crete. You see, uh, when uh, the king's son of Crete, uh, Minus' son was visiting Athens he was accidentally killed and uh since Crete was par- more powerful than Athens uh then uh, as tribute the uh the uh Greek uh, the Athenians were required to send uh seven of uh, youths and seven maidens to be chosen by lot to uh Crete to be devoured but uh one of those shipments, uh, Theseus got snuck in, and uh, Adrian, the queen's daughter, helped them kill the Minotaur.
2: Uh-huh. That's right. Uh-huh. Now, who ate 169 pancakes? Melvin.
6: Um, I think that was Little
2: Black Sambo. Oh, your thinker is working very good. That's just who it was. Yes, sir. Little Black Sambo. <laughs> Little 12-year-old Mary Ann Hart of Boise, Idaho, says she often does babysitting, and after the children are in bed and her school homework is done, it often becomes very tedious, just sitting. She wonders if you quiz kids would have some good ideas of how she might amuse herself during these long hours. Ruthie, what would you say?
5: Well, my best friend used to babysit around our neighborhood, and I used to sometimes go over with her. And uh, she had very nice um, bosses, you might call them, because uh, they, they let her lie on the bed and listen to the radio, eat up all their candy, prowl in the icebox, read their books. And, oh, she, she just always had something to do. We had a lot of fun when we did oh, it together. Oh, I should
2: say so. <laughs> I mean, fine. Mm-hmm. And, Joel.
5: Well, you could play solitaire
3: or uh, one-handed game of checkers.
2: A one-handed game of checkers. Now, there would be something. He <laughs> certainly would be on the move, would you? And, uh, Patrick, how about...
3: Well,
4: uh, we used to have a babysitter when Sheila and I were rather young. And, uh, she, uh, when she didn't have anything to do, she'd, uh, clean out the ice box. And, uh, oh. so I think we, uh, well, I don't, I don't approve of that, though. I suppose mothers and fathers wouldn't like to have their ice box cleaned out. No. But, uh, there are, there should be magazines. You can listen to the radio. Most parents let them do that. Or there should be some pop or something in the ice box. Oh, uh, they can uh, they can enjoy themselves very much.
2: Uh-huh. And Lonnie? Well, most, uh
4: huh. And Lonny? Most babysitters
0: I've seen have uh, brought along brought along homework or something. It's not something they like to do, especially. But sometimes uh, sometimes they have to uh, do a little homework. Yeah, but well, they I said she would finished
2: a... her homework, and yeah. then you know.
0: Yeah, well, they can uh, always bring a good book along or something. And I, uh, of course, I think that there's nothing to stop a babysitter from asking the uh, one who uh, has the baby. Uh, what is permissible in the house, and sometimes I let you clean out the icebox and yes, look at the uh, books and everything. Yes, that's real nice. Uh-huh. Otherwise, there's always you can always turn on the radio real low or something. There's yes, always something so you can good still out. hear
2: the radio and still hear the baby too, huh? And Melvin, uh, what well, do you think?
6: Yeah, uh, you know some some people like to have good puzzles in the house, so maybe she could work out one of those. Those are pretty amusing. I'm mean, certain the puzzles because they're hard, and she she'd have to figure out.
2: Yes, yeah. Uh, Takes some time to work them out, yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure that you've given little 12-year-old Mary Ann Hart of Boise, Idaho, some, some very good advice, and huh? I hope she uh, works some of those things out. Now, uh, Ethel Barnes of Kansas City, Missouri, has noticed that President Truman has flown home for Christmas. If he flew in a direct line from Washington uh, to Kansas City, where his plane landed, would he fly due west? or north of west, or south of west? Joel?
3: Well, I believe uh, Washington's just below the 39th parallel, and uh, Kansas City's just above it, so he'd fly just a tiny bit north of west, say, oh, around six of a degree, and since degree's around 70 miles, that'll be more than 10 miles.
2: Well, that, that's good enough for me, Joel. Yes, sir. Hey, that's all right. <laughs> Now, uh, can you tell over what states the president's plane flew from Washington, D.C. to Kansas City, Joel?
3: Well, he would fly over Virginia, yes. West Virginia, Ohio,
2: mm-hmm.
3: Kentucky, yes. Indiana, Illinois, mm-hmm. and Missouri.
2: And uh, you left one state out now.
3: Let's see. I'll go over the list. Virginia,
2: West Virginia, Ohio. No, you, uh, your very first state should be the uh, one. Uh,
3: Let's
2: see. One before... Virginia? uh, Huh? Uh, One before... No coaching from the audience. Uh, Oh, uh. Maryland then? Maryland, that's right. That's one you left out. All right, fine. Now, this question is uh, from uh, Marilyn Turner of St. Louis, Missouri. If you heard someone talking about a gaffoon, a garbage can, and a grease pusher, what might you think? His business-wise. All right, uh, Ruthie.
5: Well, that would be television. Those are three uh, of the uh, terms in the new television vocabulary. A what gapoon, is a
2: gaffoon? A
5: gaffoon is a sound effects man. That's right. And uh, what, what were the others?
2: Garbage can a garbage and a can, grease can, pusher. A
5: pusher. garbage can is a microwave uh, relay transmitter. Right. and yeah. <laughs> and a uh, grease pusher is a makeup man. A
2: makeup man. Wonderful, Ruthie. Wonderful. Well, that bell means it's time to see whether the judges are on their toes and ready to give us the answer to the question, who won this afternoon? We'll give them a minute more to figure out the
1: final scores, and while we're waiting, here's an important message about one-a-day brand vitamins. Have you had your vitamins today? Are you giving your family the protection of one-a-day brand multiple vitamins for the winter months ahead? You buy winter coats and warm clothing as insurance against winter weather, but by all means, remember your wintertime vitamin insurance, too. Can you be sure that your diet is not low in vitamins? Don't take chances. Be sure. Take one one one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsule every day this winter. Easy to take, low in cost. That large family-sized package of 120 capsules costs only $3.50. The 60-capsule package, only $2. Ask your druggist for one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsules.
2: All right, now, quiz kids, here are your report cards. But remember, whether you win or lose, you will each receive a $100 security bond from the makers of Alka-Seltzer to help you with your future education. Remember, too, that in determining your grades, we take into consideration your age as well as the number of correct answers you gave. The judges say that as a class, uh, well, you didn't miss any questions this afternoon. Patrick was first. Joel second and Ruthie third, and that means you three will be back in our classroom next Sunday and here to compete with you. We'll have Naomi Cooks, age eleven, and Mark Mullen, age nine, and we'd like to mark all you listeners present in class next Sunday too. So plan to be with us, won't you? Until then, this is Joe Kelly dismissing the quiz kids until next year. Goodbye, kids.
3: Bye, Joe.
1: with kids every week and listen to Alka-Seltzer's News of the World every Monday through Friday on most of these NBC stations. This is Bob Murphy speaking. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Mm -hmm.